Welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and rolling R's unnecessarily to act like a bunch of tough guys with me are... <laughs> Vanessa Cahill. John Lucero. And joining us today, we actually have a very special guest, and that is Brian Shea from Game Informer. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? It is going great. Uh, you know, I, I have to say, we originally had somebody else planned for this, and they had to back out, not last second, but... I started thinking, like, who do I know of that is, like, really into Yakuza that would probably enjoy watching this for the first time? And I remember about two years ago, you went through the first couple of Yakuza games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd never played them before. It was always kind of, like, one of those, like, franchises I admired from afar. But, like, I never owned the PS2 versions. And then, like, the PS3 versions, it was one of those things. Like, oh, well, I didn't play the original game, so why would I jump into Yakuza 3? So and then when Yakuza 0 came out, I was like, well, that's the perfect excuse to jump in. So <laughs> I did that and then Kiwami and I uh, plan on playing Kiwami 2 pretty soon. But a lot of games happening right now and uh, <laughs> those games can be long. Yes. Um, John and I were actually talking about this yesterday that we have both had an issue of getting into them just because I, I don't want to speak for you completely there, John, but I feel like we're both kind of completionists and they're a little overwhelming uh, if you're a completionist. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely can be. Yeah, I get, I get burned out open world games too fast sometimes because I'm a completionist to a fault. And, uh, yeah, I got I played Yakuza 0 and really liked it for a while, and then I just kind of fell off of it. Um, I also have issues with the combat in Yakuza games, but I know people love, love those games, and they're great in a lot of ways. I wish I liked them more than I do, but, uh, yeah. We all have our faults, you know. <laughs> um i don't think i need to ask this but vanessa have you ever played any of the any of the yakuza games before no but i remember selling them at gamestop there we go cover like the i remember the cover of that box so that's a good thing (laughs) you know sometimes that's uh that's more familiarity than you have with some of the games we've covered or movies right sometimes sometimes that's all you need (laughs) you know um based on some of the movies we've seen that might actually be better that you don't know anything (laughs) because I don't think I actually mentioned what we watched today, and that is Like a Dragon Prologue, a, let's say, kind of... Like a Dragon Prologue, Yakuza 1 prequel movie. Please uh, use it to use the full title. Oh, I I apologize. I apologize. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, this uh, this was a little bit of a short kind of film here. Uh, It was about 40 minutes all total, which is um, always something we kind of lean a little bit uh, higher in the rankings for Brian when we when we get something because sometimes some of these movies drag on for say an hour and a half longer than they should which sometimes are <laughs> an hour and 40 minutes and we're like oh god why why does this keep going this could have been over a half hour ago cool so uh yeah short movies tend to be some of the things we rank a little bit higher just because the suffering ends a little bit sooner but I don't think this one was suffering no this one was pretty good I thought like in, in like for what it was trying to accomplish I think it accomplished it very well said yeah yeah <laughs> All right, real quick, let's go over this stuff here. So this uh, released March 24th, 2006. It's about three months after the first game released in Japan. And it kind of seems awfully presumptuous of them to put out a movie kind of based on a game like this like, early on. I like the confidence personally. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do too. But it's just like just the just kind of gall of Sega being like, hey, Shenmue was a complete and utter flop. Why don't we go ahead and try uh, make it a movie based on this thing that we haven't even tried out yet? Yeah, Shenmue sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, if you if you're a big Shenmue fan, I'm not. Aware. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I liked it back in the day. It has not aged well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I see it as an important game, not a good game. How's that? <laughs> that's just my personal take on it. So, Vanessa, you never played Shenmue. I take it right. I remember the cover. 
No, we have not played Shin Moon. Okay, okay, yeah, I was just wondering there. So, yeah, since we kind of already got into our familiarity with the game series itself, why don't we just go ahead and talk about the movie? So the opening is a, I don't know, guys, it feels like it's a little bit of a mess. There's a lot of flashbacks to kids playing with sunflowers um, while our hero quote-unquote, Kazuma Kiryu is admitting to a murder that the police don't believe he committed. And we also get some cuts of a girl who's been roughed up and seems to have amnesia, trying to figure out where and who she is. It's a lot to take yeah. in. I'm sure, Vanessa, what, what was your take on this? Uh, uh, yeah, well, this is the like, <laughs> yeah. good thing about this movie is this is the part I found the most confusing. And then they were very good about setting up their flashback timelines. So I really appreciated that. So after this one section, I was never again confused. It's good. That's a that's a plus for this film. <laughs> Big deal. Yeah, Big deal. Uh, uh, also, noting that Kiryu's hair is uh, great in this movie. Uh, the Yakuza series is known for its hair, and I'm glad they really captured that. Even though I don't think the actual Kiryu actor captures the aloofness of uh, of Kiryu in those in those games. Yeah. But his, his hair his hair game is strong. <laughs> I will say that Nishiki's hair is also very on point. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Having really only like a familiarity um, with Zero, I saw Dishki and I was like, oh, man, that is that is right on point with that dude right there. <laughs> I was just a little sad that we didn't get Majima anywhere in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's on the cover of the next one, I think. Yeah, I read into that next one a little bit, the uh, the full length one. And I was like, oh, Majima's in that one. I wonder how great that one's going to be. <laughs> is it by the same people who did this one? You know what? I, I didn't look that much into it. <laughs> I would like to say I normally do pretty good research, but it, it, Brian, it is one movie at a time, man. One movie at a time. <laughs> I like the pregnant pause before I answer that question. <laughs> well, I thought about it. I was like, wait a second. Did I see that? And I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, there's a there's an extensive list of about another 120 movies ahead of us. So I try to just take it one episode at a time. Oh, man. Well, at least you uh, are playing the long game with this podcast. Oh, boy, are we? <laughs> We're in here for the long run. <laughs> See, this is why uh, this like we try to bring in guests who are like you know can bring some uh, freshness to something because occasionally we sit here and just like oh we're just so beaten and downtrodden from this uh, thing. <laughs> so it's just nice to get well, some hey, fresh I mean, blood. At least like you know looking ahead, video game movies now are much better than they used to be. Like you got Detective Pikachu and Sonic, and even like the Tomb Raider and the Assassin's Creed movies were just kind of bland. They weren't actively awful like so many video game movies are. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Tomb Raider movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the two previous Tomb Raiders? I have not. Okay. They're, they, um, let's say they have not held up very well. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little, they're, not, they're not the worst movies we've seen. No, no. Those, uh, pretty much every one of the ones on the bottom of our list belong to Uva Bowl. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, that, also, that wasn't a compliment that Vanessa gave. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, uh, completely sidetracked this entire discussion about the Like a Dragon prologue hyphen Yakuza 1 movie or whatever it is. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, but I no, you, we, this whole po- podcast is tangents. So, <laughs> yes. Otherwise, these podcasts would probably be like 20 minutes long and that would be the end of it. So. <laughs> All right, so we do get to see Kiryu's uh, dragon tattoo, and its eyes light up, and that brings us to the title card, which I thought was kind of a cool effect. All the um, eyes lighting up was a little hokey, but, you know, uh, <laughs> it is it is Yakuza, so I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. I liked it. I, I kind of like how this movie was all filmed on a hand cam, too. kind of <laughs> gave it a real gritty feel. Oh, I thought that was just the picture quality we got on YouTube. Jeez. Oh, I do wish that there was a little bit higher resolution on this thing, because it was a little hard to tell in certain spots, like which of the kids was which. Yeah, it didn't really matter, though. I just called them, like, boys. Generically, boys. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so we cut back to 1980, and some guys are running away from some other guys. They stumble, and they start shooting their guns kind of wildly and happen to kill two bystanders, um, who happens to be a young girl's parents right in front of her. Right, we're off to a real happy start with this thing, aren't we? Yeah, it was, uh, that was a little heavy to kick things off there. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had the sunflower scene. We have no idea what's going on with this girl. We have the Kiru <laughs> locked up and you know being interrogated by some overly aggressive detectives. And then we have a young girl's parents brutally murdered right before her eyes. It's a real, real yeah. happy kickoff point here. And then a credits. Lot happens. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and, then, and then credits, and it's a, it's a really artsy movie, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's saying a lot with a little. Yeah, um, it even says Fiend right now. That, that was yeah. the end. So that was, uh, that was uh, John, what is the uh, full Christian name of this movie? <laughs> I can, so, I can, I can prologue, yeah, because it's one prequel movie. Thank you. Oh, so <laughs> close. Uh, all right. So, yeah, this uh, this does kind of start on a rather dour note. So it's like, oh, great. Well, this is this is clearly going to be a very happy movie because the stuff at the beginning of this is obviously something that's going to happen later. And that doesn't seem like it's very happy either. And we just had a uh, young girl's parents murdered right in front of her. So great. I'm in for a great ride today, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have two kids uh, passing the baseball back and forth together and they are Kiryu and Nishiki. And kind of discussing the new arrival at the orphanage. I never heard of the like owner of a, I guess, owner operator of a uh, orphanage being called principal before. But I wonder if that's just like a translation thing. Well, I noticed the subtitles were not mm-hmm. super great on this one. That yeah. whatever version we got on uh, the YouTube channel that we found, uh, or maybe those are the official subtitles and they just did not do great localization. But uh, yeah, who knows if that's actually what they're called. Yeah. Um, originally, this m- movie did get posted up to Sega of Europe's website in like a three-part thing. So I don't know if this is like an official one or not. But I mean, if that was uh, if that was the one they had posted on Sega of Europe's uh, site, I, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of understand maybe why they went with the English dialogue in the PS2 release of this. If that was the case, because <laughs> <laughs> localization has come a long way in 15 years. <laughs> really has. Yes. Some of the unsung heroes of the video game industry. Absolutely. Uh, a friend of mine, I don't know if you know uh, Jessica Chavez. She used to be at Exceed and is kind of like a freelance localization person now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, wow, she, <laughs> some of the stuff she posts on Twitter about uh, the localization stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how you people do this. <laughs> Just spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet. And it almost looks like uh, those uh, murder bulletin boards, which are the red strings attaching everything. Just like, I don't know how you keep track of this girl, but good on you. <laughs> All right. So a man walks the young girl from earlier into the building um, and then the principal uh, rushes to meet him. (sighs) Yeah. So the man, Kazuma, obviously a big shot of some sorts, uh, calls for the other kids. And then at the dinner table, the girl whose name is Yumi is still traumatized. I can't understand why after just a day or two ago, seeing her parents brutally murdered in front of her. (laughs) I like to think it was the same day. (laughs) Sorry, Yumi. (laughs) I wonder if this is the same day. I mean, I, I got a sense this was like a day or two later, but, you know, at the same time, yeah, th- this movie does kind of move in weird time increments, so who knows? Uh, her parents are dead. Take her to the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would kind of have to swoop in for, like, a Yakuza-run orphanage to just, like, grab her and then move her over there without, like, the police getting involved, right? Uh, the police in this movie seem kind of, like, very Yakuza-focused anyway, like those very aggressive detectives earlier when they were like, oh, it's a Yakuza matter. Okay, whatever. Leave it. <laughs> oh, well, one of them was very like, well, uh, how about we get there when we get there <laughs> instead of jumping, <laughs> jumping to the end of this thing nearly. So. Well, it was also the beginning, so. True, true, oh. true. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Vanessa just blew my mind. <laughs> 
All right. Um, so she stopped budging no matter how rambunctious the other three kids get. And then um, about a day later, uh, the younger girl, Yuko, who's Nishiki's sister, pulls her out of bed to come outside with her. They She turns the hose on them, and then the girl finally reacts, and they start having fun and just spray each other with the hose. The principal comes so out and gets wholesome. him... What was that? So nice. Yes. It's a nice, pleasant scene. We don't want to talk about a complete 180 from the beginning of this movie where we literally watch a young girl's parents gun down in front of her to, hey, they're having a host fight out front. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so jump ahead to three years later. A group of boys are trying to beat the uh, living shit out of Kiryu and Nishiki. They wander back to the orphanage and Yumi comments that they look like they were in another fight. How often are these two getting in fights at Yumi's like another fight again? <laughs> well, I mean, if we... Right. If you go off the games, if you go off the games, it's pretty freaking often. Like it's uh, (laughs) every twenty feet, a multi-time a day occurrence. (laughs) Yeah, like you're running around. As Kitty runs around and does stuff, he just kind of gets into fights on the way everywhere. So I just think it's you know that's his life. uh, He's a fighter. Well, and how how could they be ready to join the yakuza if they didn't fight all the time? Also, one thing I really appreciate about this movie again that no other movie has done is they put those two boys in white shirts so I could tell them apart from the people who are brawling with them. <laughs> I really, really appreciated that. Uh, Brian, in uh, Street Fighter Alpha Generations, a movie you should never, never watch. We couldn't tell who Ryu was in the movie. We were like, who is That's this the problem? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm a big street fighter fan too. And I, I had trouble at the beginning. Like I wasn't sure if it was Ryu or not for a long time. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Even after having watched <laughs> it and taken uh, very detailed notes for it. Um, I'm still not a hundred percent sure that was Ryu at times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it's like, sad. Yeah, he it's wore a, shoes which was really fucked up yeah and a bomber jacket yeah yeah Ryu is it, it's well known in Street Fighter lore that Ryu has forsaken all shoes yes exactly <laughs> John I believe you said his uh, feet are just like rocks at this point so yeah, Yo, why yeah you, they're, they're basically shoes yeah yeah why would you need <laughs> shoes when you just have rocks for feet at this point I mean the calluses on this man is uh, on the bottom of his feet are more than like 10 men who work with their hands for a living <laughs> All right. So Kiryu and Nishiki are smoking later that evening, and they're kind of commenting about how Yumi changed very quickly, which I 100% in agreement with. She literally went from uh, zero to 60 as far as just being a normal kid goes. Like, who knew, uh, like, turning a hose on somebody was going to be the key to fixing things? I assume there was a time, a little time skip for a bit here. This movie jumps around in time a lot. So, yeah. Or it's the same day. <laughs> no, I'm with Vanessa. It's the same day. It's the same day. They literally that morning had uh, turned the hose on each other. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it does. It it does seem like very quick, though, like the, the hose thing, like she just immediately seemed to snap out of it. Like my parents are dead. I'm not moving. I'm not talking. Water gun fight seemed to be the kind of energy. on that. That's true. Yeah, they do kind of bounce back pretty quickly. There's obviously a fair amount of affection between the three of them here as they're talking back and forth. And suddenly the principal shouts out for the boys. He's carrying Yuko and tells them to call an ambulance, which it's like, oh, God, really? It's like we had like three minutes of happy in this movie. Can we just not stick with that for very long? I was sure she died later on when she comes back. I was like, what? You still alive? It's like, oh, Yuko's in the hospital and Nishiki is thanking Kazuma, um, who now we kind of come to the obvious conclusion that he's part of the Yakuza for taking care of the hospital bill. Uh, later, Nishiki and Kiryu are talking on a pier about how good of a guy Cosma is, despite him being a Yakuza. They both want to work for Cosma, even knowing their parents were killed by the Yakuza in one shape or form. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make him hesitate whatsoever. No. Like, oh, my parents were killed by the Yakuza, but I'll be a good Yakuza. And, uh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a nice sunset, too. It's like they're having a really big heart-to-heart, and it's kind of an odd scene. <laughs> no, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, there's good Yakuza and there's bad Yakuza. Try to keep up. 
<laughs> yeah, there are the good guys. I believe there are idiots who love being one and idiots who had no choice but to be one. Yeah, that's that, that was I liked that scene actually. I did too. That was yeah. that was a good scene. It was the peer that I was a little like this seems a little out of place here. But yeah, that that part there seemed to like really got us <laughs> yeah, hit that, home pretty that, well. The talk with Kazuma was good. I liked that. So later on, the boys pack up their bags and run off to join the Yakuza. So I guess it's sort of like joining the circus, right? You just pack up your bags, throw a uh, throw a knapsack over your shoulder, and just run off, right? Man, if it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all be doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The tattoo on the back—that's the—that's the real trick. <laughs> I um, I I got to think for needles. I don't think it would work for me. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, those, those tattoos are massive. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It said it took him six months to get the one he got later. Well, yeah. I mean that that thing is uh, that's an undertaking right there. <laughs> it's like another. It's like getting a shirt stuck to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, phrase is you know you're giving the guy your shirt off your back. So yeah, yeah it's a pun. <laughs> so yeah, it's a play on words, Jason. Okay. So Everyone, everyone just had to explain it. There we go. That's all it was. It, w- it was just such a next level. P- I'm going to just move on anyway. Yeah. You yeah. know, the best jokes are the ones you have to explain really thoroughly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be great when you're editing this later and you ha- get to hear it all over. Again. <laughs> that you scene know, is, that's totally going to get cut from the podcast, isn't it? Like, uh, nobody's prob- ever going to hear that. No, no, no. Brian, I, 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 <laughs> oh, I'm the first to uh, keep my warrants in here. Why he, why he leaves in. <laughs> Perhaps you wouldn't actually. There's you know, there's a lot of dead air all cut out, but uh, stuff like that where I seem like an idiot or things that make me seem like an idiot, nah, leave it in because you know, truth in advertising, I suppose. A little peek behind the curtain here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a little bit of that in every episode, unfortunately. So, all right. So as they're running off, Kiryu says he forgot something and runs back. He tosses something to Yumi and then says uh, to remember that she's never alone. Sweet sentiment, but you're literally abandoning her, you mook. So yeah, that was nice. <laughs> I also couldn't really figure out who it was, and I had to come back later and write down who it was because I thought it was Nishiki that did that at first no Nishiki got the long hair I again I don't maybe it was just because I was watching on a bigger screen the artifacting on this thing was awfully bad so yeah maybe I should watch Um, it on a smaller screen I could have been able to tell maybe (laughs) so so to be fair (laughs) I'm kind of with Vanessa where I never really established who each of the uh, (laughs) each of them were as kids like when they were adults it was obvious but as kids, like I, I never really like tracked right. in my mind which one was which. Boy one, boy two, collectively boys. <laughs> Good job, Vanessa. It's so, fine. They look identical. It's great. Like whatever. They're both at this moment achieving the same thing. Well, thankfully, um, we're pretty much moving out of their childhoods. So we never have to really think about this uh, issue again. <laughs> so when they were when they were walking to join the Yakuza, I wanted the jump freeze frame. Is what uh, when they were uh, at the transition into the next stage of their life. Very on an 80s jump freeze frame. We do get to see them dressed up in suits, ill-fitting suits, mind you. I guess it was the 90s when that happened. So Kazuma introduces them as um, to the head of the family, and he welcomes them and says, do a good job or something like that, or work very hard. And it's very weird seeing, like, it looks like 12-year-old boys becoming, like, Yakuza members, but, I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere. I like that they gave Kiru, uh, like, a little white suit like he always wears. Yeah, I did. It was kind of a oddly adorable touch, I think, for kid. It's like, why? What the hell? It's like, come on, that's it's a little little much for a child, I suppose. But hey, whatever. They were just missing like one of the yakuza leaders being like, ah, you'll grow into it, kid. (laughs) (laughs) It's just super baggy on it. That'd be good. (laughs) I would love that. I would. Oh man, you know what? Shoes are too big too. (laughs) Shoes falling off with every step. 
<laughs> oh, this is my cure. You know, that's the that's my backstory. That's my canon. I got it. Yakuza negative one, so we can play eighteen hero. Oh my god, I would finish that game. You know what? I would love to see is that's one of his special moves. Is his feet are so big as he kicks them, um, you get a double hit in as his shoe flies off and kind of comes around and hits the guy for a second time. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. So years later, we see Kiryu doing what he does best, kicking the shit out of some people. We only kind of get this very briefly, which is kind of a bummer because the guy who plays Kiryu is actually a wrestler, so he could really do some good fights. But the, who is the wrestler? I, is I don't. Re- I don't remember. I didn't look oh. getting that deep into it. But I probably, I probably recognize the name. I didn't. I didn't actually pay attention. He looks forty-five. He, <laughs> yes, he looks, he looks way older than Kiryu's supposed to be at this point in time, yeah. in my opinion. He looks older than he does in Yakuza Six. So yes, <laughs> but uh, you know. What are you going to do? Yeah. So Nishiki comes to Kiryu's apartment to check out uh, his now finished tattoo, bring some beer to help him celebrate. And personally, I don't know about you guys. I think it's a little weird to go over to drink a beer at a friend's place to celebrate uh, his new tattoo while he's shirtless. But, um, you know, I'm doing a podcast where I have to watch every video game movie ever made. So who am I to judge? (laughs) I mean, if your stated purpose is to go over to your friend's house to see his new tattoo, which takes up his entire back, I guess it would make sense that he's shirtless. I mean, right, Jason, you just need to get some real bros. Is that what it is? I mean, yeah, probably really real uncom- bros. It'd probably be really uncomfortable wearing a shirt at that point in time. So I guess I've never had a tattoo, so I don't know. But I assume it would be uncomfortable to have a shirt on and have a full back tattoo. Yeah, freshly, maybe, right? Freshly you should ask somebody. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, um, even donating blood, I have to look away and kind of like close my eyes and clench my teeth while they're sticking the needle in me. I'm like, oh, God, don't just get this over with. Come on. <laughs> So, Kiryu and Nishiki are walking around and suddenly run into Yumi again. And Yumi tells them she's looking for a job um, around there. And Nishiki noticed that she's wearing a ring. Uh, th- the weird thing I didn't think about is, like, they didn't really specify if it's, if it's been since childhood that they saw each other. It seems like it might be, but at the same time, it doesn't because Nishiki's kind of friendly and, like, play kind of punching, kicking her. Yeah, they also just run into each other in the street. So it would be really weird if they had never seen each other in years. And they're like, oh, oh hey, it's you. Let's go hang out. Right. And also, like, you should have called. It's like, why would I call? We hate you joined the Yakuza. <laughs> like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got the sense that they, like, had seen each other fairly regularly at that point. Like, because they were just like, oh, hey, it's Yumi. It wasn't like, oh, my God, Yumi, we need to, we need to catch up. <laughs> but they are cold, emotionless Yakuza. But, I remember that. But they did, like, uh, the ring thing made it seem like he'd never seen him wearing the ring before. Yeah, that was that was my thing. I was like, well, it did seem like they were sort of friendly and had seen each other, but then Nishiki seeming confused that uh, Yumi was wearing a ring that Kiryu had gave her, and yeah, just I kind of threw like a like just a wrench in the works. I was like, wait, did they have they see? I don't know, but yeah, I uh, I do enjoy the uh, sappy music that is going on while the ring exchange thing is going on there. Like a little flashback to that scene that happened all of like seven and a half minutes ago in the movie. That is my favorite thing about some of these short movies is when they do flashbacks and it's like, guys, this thing is like 30 minutes long. We, we really don't need a flashback. We literally just saw this. OK, <laughs> uh, all right. Five years later, uh, 1995, for those of you who lost track, me. Uh, Kiryu meets up with Nishiki at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I lost track too. I was like, I thought we were already in 1995. I don't know. <laughs> we were in 1990. I don't know. So um, they're at a bar, which is a really nice looking place too. And uh, Brian, can you confirm that this is like the bar that they kind of regularly uh, go and drink at? That was what I got from it. Like, okay. I mean, I think that's the bartender that they are always like drinking with. And uh, yeah, it seems like it's set up that same way. Yeah, that's kind of what I gathered, too. I played a little bit of six and that was, you know, going from zero to six. I was like, oh, my God, what is going on <laughs> Two, Yeah. Yeah. I, I bought six when it first came out and I was like, 
all right, well, I guess I'll jump into this. And I was like, ah, but I should do two first. And now three, four and five are all on PS4 and I own them. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to get to six in like 2027 at some point. <laughs> that's a, that's assuming your PS4 still works then. <laughs> well, hopefully it's backward compatible in some way. I don't know. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll learn more soon. Hopefully. hopefully it'll, be yeah. on, it'll be on Stadia that we're all, we'll all be playing Stadia by then. Yes, yeah, that's cool. right. <laughs> I'll, I'll hail our Google overlords, I guess, right? <laughs> Jeez. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll forgot Stadia exists by then, so. I already did. I, I mean, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Nishiki mentions to Kiryu that Kiryu's trying to start his own gang and that he needs approval from the Dojima clan first. Nishiki kind of grumbles a bit and laments that Kiryu is moving ahead of him, so you kind of get a nice little peek into the dynamic there without, like, lingering on it too long. Uh, Kitty, you asked how Yuko is doing. Apparently, she's, much to my surprise, like Vanessa, she's still alive and is going to have one last surgery for this unknown ailment that uh, basically they're throwing in the towel on her if this surgery doesn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a bit of a quick glance over of that, that plot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She's got one last chance to live, but yeah, let's have a drink or two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what do you want to do after, what do you do after this? <laughs> Thankfully, uh, Yumi walks in with some food and uh, just, you know, kind of uh, breaks up that whole conversation. So we don't really have to worry about her sister for very long or his sister for very long. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they start talking about how Kiryu is moving up and Nishiki should be a sidekick when he gets his own um, family started or gang started or whatever it is. I'm really confused about the uh, kind of hierarchy of subsets of the Yakuza thing. I, I thought family was the first one and then clan, but apparently it's the other way around. Maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah. the structure is is very complex. <laughs> I <laughs> yes. just found this. This is the second part that confused me in this movie. Yeah, because so I didn't yeah. worry about too much about it. Yeah, they so translated. Do, do, do you have the Yakuza structure written down, Vanessa? <laughs> I have this giant diagram on my wall now that I've been making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love. I love this. But unfortunately, that diagram is in the, the other room, so we can't actually look at it. Uh, poor planning, exactly. but, but I appreciate the effort that you put in, Vanessa. I try my best. You do. All right, so Kiryu brings a briefcase full of money to Kazuma. Uh, Kazuma tells Kiryu that Nishiki and Yumi should go back to the Sunflower Orphanage to check it out since it's their home, and I'm sure that won't play into this thing at all. At all, at all. <sighs> Kiryu gets a phone call that Dojima kidnapped Yumi. Um, so I'm a little confused. Uh, Kiryu is part of the Dojima family, so wouldn't it be kind of weird to kidnap her? Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I think about it too much? Is that what happened? Uh, yes. <laughs> and the next scene, uh, yes. they, they okay. go. Oh. <laughs> yes. So Kiryu goes to uh, leave the office, but Kazuma begs Kiryu not to go because he might lose all three of them. Uh, Kiryu ain't having none of that and runs out of the office to the bar. Thankfully, a storm that totally just didn't start up for dramatic effects kicks in, and then Kiryu finds Nishiki sitting against the wall with a gun in his hand. Yes. And Yeah, I thought everybody was dead in this room. I, I still was convinced Yumi was dead, and she came back. She came, she is now a ghost because she looked very dead in that scene when they were hold, when she was, he was holding her. Wait a second, guys! Head, this is the start of Yakuza Dead Souls. That's what happened. Oh God, I forgot about that game. <laughs> I forgot that game <laughs> oh, so that's what happened there. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, Yumi is slumped on a couch. Uh, Dojima is laying dead on the floor. Kiryu tries to talk to Yumi, but she's completely out of it. Uh, Nishiki mutters he just killed the head of the Tojo family. Uh, Kiryu tells Nishiki to take Yumi and run. Uh, Nishiki objects, but Kiryu reminds him that he has to be there for his sister. So Kiryu just forces them out the door. 
So uh, we cut to uh, Kiryu waiting his fate, and he finds the ring that Yumi gave him on the floor. Uh, we go back to Kiryu being interrogated uh, that we saw at the beginning. As the detectives are leaving the room, Kiryu asks one of them to give the ring he had on him to Kazuma for safekeeping and to tell him that he's sorry. And then the detective kind of glances over at the ring and just reads Yumi on there, which yep. seems like a weird thing to engrave on a ring that you got yourself. Like, did Kiryu engrave it? Especially as a kid, he did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah like... Did he do that later in life, or is that the? Did he get that? Did he immediately do that? Uh, that's like, hmm. Yeah. Also, also block letters. <laughs> he was a kid. He was a kid. <laughs> maybe maybe he just used like a chisel or something like that, and that's why it looks that way. Also, it was in English. You know what? Yeah, as uh, sometimes as much of a detail uh, oriented I am with these things, I didn't really even think about that. Maybe uh, maybe um, Yuko is very, or not Yuko, um, Yumi is very complicated to write in Japanese, and that was all he could uh, kind of finagle on that little space. Hmm. Thinking about it too hard, I think, is what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> all right, so uh, Nishiki is driving with Yumi. Uh, then Yumi comes to and doesn't really remember who uh, he is, or she is for that matter, and then we get to see Nishiki turn Dojima into Swiss cheese in a flashback, which... Boy, did he unload on him. Oh, my God. Got him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he really got him. <laughs> Put, double tap. <laughs> he definitely. times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just unloaded that. I think it left like one one bullet in that clip, basically. That was it. It's like, dude, you might as well just pump one more in it just for just for dramatic effect. Come on, man. Anyway, uh, Yumi has a flashback to her parents being killed and she starts screaming that she wants out of the car. Nishiki runs after her and she has another flashback to the man with a sign over him uh, trying to pull her away from her murdered parents. You know, guys, a lot has happened in this 40 minute movie. Come to think of it. What a journey. (laughs) Yes. She's been unconscious. She has amnesia now. She's probably a ghost as far as I'm concerned. She's the start of dead souls. She's the, yeah, she's the cause of the dead souls uh, thing. Yes. (laughs) She creates a whole spinoff game by this uh, by this interaction here. So Nishiki goes to Yumi's hospital room to find that she's kind of just up and left. Did you notice how empty this hospital is? Yes. <laughs> it's like no one is there. It's just a hospital room in Nishiki. I don't th- I just think I think it was abandoned. He just dragged her in there and put her in a hospital bed. That's very possible, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> maybe uh, or, you know what? Maybe this is like a Yakuza run hospital. So they gave. Uh, well, Except he's not supposed to be there with her. I don't know. Maybe, but whatever. Let's we're thinking about too hard. No one was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even like a, a someone at the desk. You know what? Maybe there's a, maybe there's this whole thing of like you know you donate so much money to a school and they name a building after you. Maybe the yakuza donated so much money to this hospital and they got a floor clear just for them. This way they can recover from their uh, criminal activities there without any uh, questioning. That's a really good theory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you shut me up. Like, that, <laughs> right, that seems very plausible. <laughs> you know, not bad for pulling that out of my ass. So, all right, he's uh, he ends up like cursing Kiryu and wonders why it could have been him that Yumi seems to have feelings for. Uh, Yumi gets out of the car and then heads towards the Sunflower Orphanage, probably remembering the one time in her life she was happy, which is a very depressing sentence to have written out, frankly. Um, Jesus movie. <laughs> anyway, so the orphanage. Happy without the orphanage. Yes, yeah. I was so happy at the orphanage, you know, after my parents were murdered. <laughs> with these two tough guys who ended up in the Yakuza. <sighs> anyway, so the orphanage is now dilapidated, and uh, she's not even sure who she is, never mind where she is. Kazuma kind of limps on in with his cane and sees Yumi there. We get a brief scene of Kiryu in his jail cell, looking very rueful out the kind of bars. And that's kind of the end. To close it out, we get t- we get to see 10 years in the future and showing some of the events of the first Yakuza game and something that's ready to rock Japan. 
going to rock the dragon. I'm not inserting that song here, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I probably already did in the editing, so never mind. <laughs> um, so why does it end with a cut scene from you for Yakuza, like a trailer for Yakuza won the game instead of the movie? Are the movies even related? Do we know? <laughs> I... Uh, it says prologue. Yeah, so I, to, or, but to the game or to the movie? <laughs> yeah, I thought I just assumed it was a prologue to the game. Yeah. Oh, prequel movie to the game. I thought it was a prequel to the movie. No. <laughs> Although I think that I think the movie actually covers the events of Yakuza One, if I'm remembering right. So, so we could sort of take this as uh, Yakuza zero point five in a way. Hmm. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. Yakuza Zero kind of covers a lot of different uh, points. Yeah, we this, skipped the Yakuza 0 stuff. Yeah, this was like very much like the very opening of Yakuza 1. Like that yeah. scene where uh, Nishiki's in the, the apartment by himself is in Yakuza 1. Yeah, there's that. And then like mm-hmm. the orphanage stuff is Yakuza 3, I think. But that hadn't even come out yet, so... So this predated the game. <laughs> this this came out for, or this came out three months after the first yeah. game on the PS2 yeah, came so out. This, so they got the plot for the third game from this movie. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 who knows? See, I mean, I feel like there was a lot of time kind of setting up weird shots that kind of led nowhere for like such a short little movie. And like we mentioned <laughs> before, uh, Kiryu. He's a little too beefy in there, even though his hair is like spot on. But again, in other movies we've watched, uh, John Leguizamo played Luigi and Jean-Claude Van Damme played Guile. So I <laughs> guess we can deal with this. This isn't too bad. At least they got the hair right here and the uh, nationality. So there's that. They did. They did. So I, I, wasn't, I wasn't confused. So mostly that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a plus. Yes, that is yeah. always a plus. So, Brian, what did you think about this one? I thought overall it was fine. I mean, it wasn't like a movie I would be like, all right, I'm going to go watch the Yakuza prologue. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, it was, it was fine. Like I enjoyed like learning a bit more about the characters. I'm assuming this is considered like, cause it was, it has the Sega logo at the beginning. I'm assuming it's considered Canon for the series, even though like, you know, nobody from Sega has ever mentioned it again, but it, it was interesting learning about like kind of like their childhoods. I agree. It's, it was kind of nice to get a little bit, of the backstory that wasn't like zero, basically like I, I enjoyed zero and, you know, filling in that eighties and just, you know, you punch somebody and money just explodes out of them, which is one of the coolest effects I think ever in video games. But like I said, my biggest problem was there was just these like shots of just them kind of wandering, doing nothing for like five, 10 seconds that really didn't need to be in there that I was like, why it's like, I'd rather had Kitty just knocking around people a little bit more. Again, seems like the actor was underutilized quite a bit considering his wrestling uh, heritage. Imagine the Yakuza zero moves in this, in this movie. Yeah, where he does like nah. a like a like the backward suplex or whatever. Yeah, that would yes. be dope. <laughs> yeah, I could have done with a little bit more action. Like, I think that might have been like the weak point of this movie. Like, I think it was shot fine. It was uh, the, the acting was was fine. It's just yeah, there wasn't as much action as I would want from a Yakuza movie. Agreed. All right, so guys, shall we? Let's get on to the ranking thing here. So I would say I'm guessing at least like middle of the ballpark on our ranking list here. Would you say? Yeah, for sure. Oh, it was oh, def- it was nice. Definitely. <laughs> it was like this was like a, a movie that was relatively well directed. Like for compared to everything else we watched, I feel like I followed the whole plot. Vanessa wasn't confused. A very important step. I know. Yes. And they're, ti- they're like all their time switches. Thank you so much for adding the subtitles. That's all I ask for in my entire life. <laughs> 
Yeah, I feel like it was just totally solid, which is a big compliment. Uh, <laughs> so maybe the top the, third then, after all. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, for context, Brian, this is going to be the uh, 46th movie we rank. Wow. Yes, yeah. we've been doing this for two years. So wait, what's, what's currently the top one? Okay, what is you, what do you, oh, please, I want to hear what your guest is for yeah. the top one. Yeah. And these are only movies up until 2005? Six. Six. Safe for uh, Rampage. With, with the exception of Rampage, which we watched with, a, with another guest. Um, I'm assuming uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, that's number three. Okay. Uh, uh, contentious one is number one. Uh, Resident Evil was our number one video game movie. All right. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize that was out before then. Um, yeah. Resident Evil's, the first one's not bad. Like, I, I enjoy it. It's It's fun and dumb and... You know, I I think I've seen it like three times, so that tells you something right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and we got Street Fighter Two, the animated movie, at number two. That's a good uh, one. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat Three, Street Fighter, the live action, at number four. Vanessa, a huge fan of that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> yes. I have grown to love it more as we've gotten away uh, from it. The more we've gotten away from that and gotten to some of the worst video game movies, I'm like, man, I long for Jean Claude Van Damme's Guile. Yeah. And we got Rampage at number, four, at number five. We jumped way ahead for that one, like I said, for a guest. Um, and then a bunch of Pokemon movies <laughs> because we've been watching all the Pokemon oh movies. Oh, my God. You've been watching all the anime movies? Against, yes. my, against my wishes. We've <laughs> been watching oh, all the Pokemon man. movies. John was what outvoted. Was Pokemon movie. Uh, three. Really? Okay. Yeah, Mewtwo Strikes Back is uh, the only one I've seen, I think. Oh, no, I've seen the one, the second one as well. Yeah, that one's number seven. Second one's pretty is it's pretty all right, but uh, don't, our, don't continue watching them. <laughs> our uh, bottom two, our bottom two movies are the, the House of the Dead and House of the Dead Two movies. I'm uh, not. You're a better person for it. Save your save yourself some time and don't watch them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Any anything below like, <laughs> uh, would you say? Would you say like, Advent Children is maybe the bottom of like just don't watch it. That's the cutoff. Yeah, alone. In the, you want? Did you say watch Alone in the Dark? <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> guess, uh, you know what? Alpha I, Generations was not good either. I wouldn't. You know what? I, I would say. Uh, I would say Zone of the Enders, um, twenty one sixty seven Idola would be the bottom that you can still watch and sort of enjoy, just because it has robots with uh, giant <clears throat> cockpits in it. Ah, that's amusing. For about three so seconds. <laughs> I have a question. Absolutely. Are you watching what? Sega actually released as the Shenmue movie, even though all it was was the cutscenes from the first game strung together as a movie. Oh, God, guys. <laughs> they released it as uh, a bonus disc to the Xbox version of Shenmue 2. I remember I bought Shenmue 2 at Target one one year, and it was like, include Shenmue, the movie. And I was like, oh, I have to watch this. <laughs> then I realized it was just like the cutscenes with like – picture like like literal footage from like somebody playing the game of of kiru uh rio uh walking from place to place like to set off the cutscenes. boy um you know i i don't think (laughs) i i I think we i think we can get away with not doing that because there was no like official um for sale dvd release or theatrical release that's sort of been our cutoff with that is like anime ova is about as deep as we're willing to go all right Although, God, I can't imagine that would be worse than any of the thing Uva Bull's done. I mean, at least that had a competent game director as far as cutscenes go, even if the voice acting's a little um, rough. <laughs> does sound like it was recorded on, like, a cassette. <laughs> <laughs> in a 
closet somewhere too on top of all jeez oh, all right uh, okay so <laughs> let's get back to Reiki. Uh, god guys do we have to go back and watch that movie movie now because that, that's no. probably already been out at this point no, yeah we don't no no okay <laughs> Damn yeah. it, Brian. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. What? I don't think watching the cutscenes of a game qualify. Okay, that's like, fair. As a video game movie. I've got to find more about this. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, it is on YouTube. Oh, my God. An hour and a half of hour and a half. cutscenes. No, no. <laughs> That's a lot. Of, it, says, it contains all major events of the first Shenmue. It was released with the Xbox version of Shenmue 2 in 2002 and is one hour, 30 minutes long. The point of releasing this movie was for people who had never had a Dreamcast due to it being unsuccessful due to the PlayStation 2. I'm reading from a Shenmue wiki, by the way, that are playing Shenmue 2 first so that they know what happens before this game. The movie had the game's cutscenes and put into a suspenseful movie-like form. <laughs> <laughs> wrote that is just deserves deserves something for like giving that, that movie most, the <laughs> suspense <laughs> of Shenmue oh my god but wait, sailors throughout here? the movie many sound effects were replaced with new ones compared to the original game what? so I think that qualifies as its own standalone movie then oh, like sound effect. does it have 30 minutes of him working as a dock worker with I sure hope so <laughs> if it's got if it's got like 15 minutes of him playing like super hang on I'm, I'm on board yeah, I mean, maybe they couldn't get the rights for that for the movie, even though it's made by Sega. <laughs> Who knows? Just him playing that gotcha stuff, with, uh, <laughs> getting the little uh, the little crane the little Sega characters over and over again. Oh, that game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the only, I think, the games. only thing salvageable about it, even the second was the uh, the underground duck races there. Oh yeah, that, that sounds great, but I don't trust it. <laughs> No, no. Remember, we, John, we even talked about this, that you could even yeah. recruit a penguin uh, wearing a bow tie to uh, race for you in that. That is good stuff. That yeah. It is quality. Yeah. But, uh, but you can just watch that I, clip on YouTube and I have to play like 40 hours of Shenmue to get to that. So anyway, um, like like a dragon prologue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should figure out the ranking uh, for this thing. I think it's better than... At least Pokemon Lucario. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's. A, I think it's. A, it's a really. Hmm. That is so high up. <laughs> that, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of with Vanessa. That does seem almost ludicrous. High. That is. Uh. That is number nine on our list right now. And the only reason I liked uh, that, that one in particular is because uh, one of my favorite Pokemon is Mew, and uh, Mew is in there quite a bit, doing cute Mew stuff. He is. He is. We shit on that movie for a long time and then ranked it high. Yeah. (laughs) I think we should have put Super Mario Bros. lower somehow. We should have. I've been saying that for years. That was a mistake. (laughs) There is no mistake in the science of this list. Thank you very much. I I know. I think I like this better than Super Mario Bros. actually because it was short and not obnoxious. But I don't know if I liked it more than Double Dragon. <laughs> that's, what, that's the thing I had in my mind. But like, I can't, I, but like Super Mario is in such a high spot for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I did like um, Art of Fighting more than this movie, though, because of the... Oh, God, you and Art of Fighting. Holy shit, fighting. Vanessa. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you weirdly do love Art of Fighting a lot. It's short. It's funny. A lot happens. It's not obnoxious. I wasn't confused. Brian, did you know there was a Art of Fighting anime movie? I had no clue. Okay, most people don't. I recommend that one. (laughs) I'm all right, I think. (laughs) Also, a fair thing to do is not watch that movie. (laughs) Uh, We did somehow say that Art of Fighting is better 
than the last order final fantasy seven, that half hour thing of, um, you know, taking place like just before crisis core, basically. Yeah. I don't, I this that. list is confusing. <laughs> anyway, Okay. <laughs> Vanessa, where, where, uh, where are you looking at here then? I'm going to put this under artifacting and above last order. It's too low. <laughs> I'll be outvoted, but it's. it's uh, you might not be outvoted. I don't know if you're going to be outvoted here because I, I personally would rather watch uh, Last Order Final Fantasy VII than this again. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're sort of in a weird spot here where I'm thinking, what? The most contentious we've ever been. 17. Yeah, this is the first time, like, at least one of us hasn't agreed with the other one. So. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on Last Order, so I'm, I'm happy to also put it down at number 17. <laughs> okay. You guys, you, you think it's uh, better than Forbidden Siren? Well, that's hard, too, because that movie was great, but also terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we spent um, about what was, what did that end up being? Like 30, 40 minutes in our bonus segment for that episode. We haven't released it yet as of this recording, but basically not fixing the movie, but coming up with a way to have made that movie work because there was a lot of good stuff there. It just wasn't implemented very well. <laughs> also, we're telling you all this stuff, and don't go through the trouble of trying to watch that movie. No, no, no. I, ha- I had to dig through so many internet dumpsters to find a translated version of that movie for us. I, <laughs> Brian, I joined... I can't even imagine some of the, the effort that you've had to put in to find some of these movies. Oh, God. <laughs> that one. Most of them aren't that bad, actually, but that one, Jason had to like join a Facebook group. <laughs> I had to wow. join a Siren fan club group on facebook to come down and track this movie down so yeah, yeah. vanessa and i were ready we're fine with throwing in the towel on that one but <laughs> <laughs> jason came back with like right, i joined this facebook group and found and found a, a fucking bootleg copy of this of this movie with a subtitle file you gotta load it at the same time to watch it uh, i was like okay <laughs> so, the, uh, yeah the amount of research i'll put into these things sometimes is um disheartening i think is the word i'm looking for yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, finish this thing up here. So, what are we looking at? Uh, okay, seventeen. Seventeen. Wait, wait. No, if this is seventeen, this is worse or better than Forbidden Siren. Are we saying better? better? Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, number seventeen, it is. Uh, that is. Oh my God, John, go ahead and say it. I can't. I'm not. I, oh, congrats to uh, Like a Dragon Prologue, Yakuza One prequel movie for being the, the 17th greatest video game movie of all time as of March 24, 2006. Um, <laughs> with an asterisk for Rampage. And uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, top 20. Top 20 greatest video game movies of all time. Out of 46 wow. <laughs> that yes, we've watched. Uh, yes. It's, uh, it's a great honor. The plaque will be coming in any day now. We just need Sega. We just need Sega's uh, address, and we'll send it out that way. So, congratulations, guys! You did it. You did it. Although Sakura Tyson was pretty high up there too, right? Where was that uh, one again? Oh, jeez. Which, which one? Oh, Sakura Sakura Wars. Sakura. Oh. Why is that movie so high too? Because <laughs> we enjoyed it. Lines. That's why you monster. We're <laughs> <laughs> confused. It's interpreted in Siren. Josh, Josh talked us into it. That's why. <laughs> We we um we had a guest on that knows a lot about Sakura Wars, and he kind of explained a lot of it to us, and I think that kind of got us there. Plus, I really like that opening song. I, I think it's because I missed that episode. That's where that travesty took place. But uh, <laughs> I still love the Battle Rantouch, and it just has the year 1996 on this list. <laughs> <It's> 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and wrap up the show here. So as usual, go to patreon.com slash games and junk. Get over there. You can kick in three bucks. Get the bonus segments for this show, the bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out, the episodes early, and a catch-all feed with all of the podcasts we do here on the network and at a higher quality audio rate. For $5, you also get a shout-out. So I want to shout-out to Josh Carpenter, who was our guest on the Soccer Wars episode, Alex Messenger, who was a guest on uh, one of my Rock Out With Your Card Out shows, and you two for co-hosting with me and uh, supporting this endeavor. I don't know why you continue to do it, but thanks, you guys. <laughs> it's kind of bad when two of your co-hosts are... are yeah, it's it yeah. partly my idea, so it's my fault, too. <laughs> True. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, and other than that, um, you can follow us on Twitter at MultimediaFail. You can follow me at Jason Ariola. You can follow John at John Lucero777, and you can follow Vanessa at Vicarious Rock. Brian, um, of course, you work at Game Informer, so there's a whole hell of a lot of stuff for you to plug. I... <clears throat> let's say liberally borrowed a lot of your uh, research that you did for uh, your Pokemon sword and shield cover story for our game club. So uh, I do want to actually thank you in person for that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a fun trip. I did a, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. It was awesome being able to go to game freak, uh, go to Tokyo. Obviously was, that was super cool. And uh, by the way, this Yakuza movie made me want to go back to Japan, but unfortunately, my passport is currently useless because of you know yeah. the state of our country right now. Wait, wait, wait! What, <laughs> what happened? Remember travel, everyone? What happened? Yeah. yeah. Brian, did something happen that I missed? Is something going on that you can't travel? All right, I'll bite. What's the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> Where have I been? What is okay? Anyway, sorry guys, I'll, I'll just. But show. yeah, sorry, so. Yeah, GameInformer.com, uh, Game Informer Magazine. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brian P. Shea. Hey, Brian, I saw you uh, a picture of you on Instagram hitting a bag, and I currently have a uh, hurt shoulder, and I looked at that, and my shoulder winced just uh, just seeing it happen. I was like, ooh, boy, that hurts even, even looking at that, man. So good on you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's actually my garage. I During the pandemic, I've built two gyms in my house. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I've been keeping busy. What are, the, what are the themes of, of uh, the gyms you have in your house? Uh, well, the inside one is like strength training. So I have like resistance bands. I have dumbbells. I have a bench. And I have 48 square feet of mat space. Fantastic. And nice. then uh, out in the garage, I have boxing. So I have two heavy bags, a speed bag, uh, an agility ladder, and a uh, jump rope. God, that sounds nice. Cause I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like going to the gym in the, during this pandemic situation. Yeah. But, yeah, I would, I would kill thought. for a leg press. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> That's what I miss the most. And then, like, it's cute because Jim, Jim, my husband, will say, like, oh, we should get some gym equipment. I'm like, what do you think I've been looking for for the last four months? <laughs> I think it's adorable you guys go to the gym. I, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I love you. I wish I wish I could have the energy to do that. But, yeah, um, Brian, my, my normal daytime gig is uh, actually a graveyard gig and I stock shelves and that's how I ended up getting hurt was I've been beating the crap out of myself for uh, like six months while this whole pandemic was going on and uh, popped something in my shoulder and it uh, a month later still hasn't healed so yeah oh geez yeah yeah I mean the shoulder is a tough one to heal because you're always using your shoulder yes so yeah you got to be careful you want to know what you find out um, that uh, you use a lot more than you think uh, when you when you have something go wrong with it is your hip oh geez even sitting hurt with that one <laughs> yeah yeah I'm lucky enough that I haven't done that yet yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've already had two knee surgeries, a uh, hip surgery. Uh, I'm probably going to end up with a sh- shoulder surgery. I've got an MRI coming up here in like a week, and nobody cares about this. Why am I talking about this? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Dear God, I'm even bored by this. All right, why don't we go ahead and wrap up the show and get into our bonus segment here. So uh, until next time, guys, thanks for listening. And Brian, thanks for coming on, and trust the fungus. Someone please make Yak as a negative one. Sucker!